0: Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Be In Coco B. It is I, Koyeta. I hope you guys are having a great day. I say that every week because it's true. I do hope you guys are having a great day. I had some technical difficulties releasing this episode, so yeah, it's it's all good now. But on the other side, I have Miss Janielle McCoy. Now, you guys will hear me butcher her first name. I called her Janelle, and she didn't tell me till the end, <laughs> but. Um, I have a unique name. I believe in um, pronouncing someone's name properly. So, Miss Janielle McCoy, who is creative director, fashion producer, off figure stylist, and an instructor at the F- Toronto Fashion Academy. And we also have Miss Monique Smith, who uh, branched out into the world of uh, influencer. So, I wanted to bring sort of a fashion edition this week. Um, this episode I call Women to Watch. Uh, they're both dynamic Uh, women and their stories are stories that uh, we could all learn from Um, so enjoy these ladies on the other side one of my many goals in life is to impact women's lives by helping them start a business using some of the same methods i've used to start my own business I understand starting a business can be very overwhelming, especially if you're one of those people that simply don't know what business to start. Let me help you with that process. You can reach out to me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at IamCoyeta, or you can email me at info at coyeta.com. And let me help you create the life you want. Hello. Hello. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Wonderful. Hello, Janelle. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? I'm so great. You know, people, it's, it's been a struggle to get Janelle on. Everyone has busy schedules, but this is the lovely yes. Janelle McCoy. Yes. Yes. She is, yes. She's a creative director, fashion producer, off-figure stylist, and instructor, mm-hmm. and an instructor at the Toronto Fashion Academy. Correct. Did, I forget, did I forget? And the speaker. And the speaker.
1: <laughs> yes, I'm pretty much all of that. Uh, stu- well, I call myself a wardrobe consultant or a wardrobe mm-hmm. specialist. Um, I also do visual merchandising. So I consider myself as a senior visual merchandiser. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, I do speaking. And also, yes, as you said, I am an instructor for menswear and off-figure styling at the Toronto Fashion Academy. Yes.
0: Awesome. I don't know how you have time to do it all like that.
1: I just, you know what it is. My brain does not like to stay still, right. and I'm, I'm constantly like thinking of different things, different ways to improve myself. So I like to stay busy.
0: Absolutely, I understand that. I I totally get that vibe. did Did you always want to be uh, or work in the fashion industry? Was that your first love?
1: Um, it actually was when I was younger. Um, I used to cut up my mother's clothes. <laughs>
0: she yeah. did not like
1: that did she oh yeah yeah and then me being West Indian hello yes. so uh, yeah you can only <laughs> imagine how yeah. that so um she never really understood why I was cutting up the clothes and so forth like I would cut up her clothes and make outfits for myself then I cut up my clothes and make outfits for my dolls so I knew that I always wanted to be in the fashion industry I just didn't know the avenue or how to get in it like you don't really hear about wardrobe styling or visual merchandising like right. back in the day, per se. Mm-hmm. But I always knew that I, need, I wanted to get into that avenue. I just didn't necessarily know how.
0: Right. So. I mm-hmm. understand. Yeah, totally understand that. Because, yeah. I mean, with anything, there's always a level of um, not knowing and researching. So I, I would mm-hmm. understand that. Mm-hmm. Um, so take me through the journey of the moment you decided that Mm -hmm. you're going to pursue this career full-time. Take me to that moment in your mind.
1: Oh, boy. Jeez, Louise. Okay. So (laughs) I've said this story so many times that every time I talk about it, I always get a little teary-eyed because (laughs) it was basically the beginning. Yeah. So, um, like I said, I've always loved styling or fashion. It's mm-hmm. a huge part of my life. It was a way for me to express myself mm-hmm. physically when I couldn't do so verbally. Because right. at 23, I was diagnosed with dyslexia. So it was a difficult time for me. Um, when I was about 21 or 20, I used to go to a lot of parties growing up and so forth in Toronto. Yep. The, the party scene was huge yes. back then. And uh, like I said, fashion was a way for me to express myself. So I'd always go in the most uh, to different parties and so forth just to network. And mm-hmm. um, a young lady by the name of Flo on Instagram, her name is Teal Flo. Okay. And um, she was a photographer back then. And she also mm-hmm. put on. She, on parties no sorry she used to um take photos at different events but she also had like this marketing kind of branding company right and yes okay so um she had this um almost like the survival guide during caravana and um she saw me at an event and asked me if I was a wardrobe stylist and like I said before I did not know what that was Mm -hmm. I thought she was talking when she said are you a stylist I thought she was talking about hair Mm -hmm. because my hair was very slick and um I told her no I wasn't a stylist she was like oh like wardrobe I'm like no I'm not a stylist Mm -hmm. she was like you have a really great style can I take a picture of you so she took a photo of me and put it on her site and um I don't necessarily remember how we connected through there. I think it was either at the party or we exchanged contact information at the party. I'm not too sure. But um, I remember she contacted me and asked me if I would be interested in coming on a photo shoot for her survival guide for Caravana. Right. So I'm like, sure, no problem, but I don't do styling. She's like, mm-hmm. well, you know, you could assist two stylists that I know. And um, I was assisting these two um these two stylists, they were called the Bossy Girls. Shout out mm-hmm. to Caitlin. She um, I basically was the stylist on the shoot. And I would assist them and basically anything that needed steaming, untying laces, anything of that nature. And that's when I realized that I loved styling. Right. It was I just loved the whole idea of putting something on, putting this garment on somebody and having them feel amazing, look amazing on camera.
0: Right
1: So um, that's when I knew I wanted to do it, but I just didn't really know if I could do it on my own. Um, while I was at Seneca College in 2003 or four, um, I used to work at a, um, I used to work at student services. Right. And um, I remember I think one of the um, teachers needed something in an office. So I walked into the fashion office and I met this girl in there. Her name was Sherona Osborne. Mm -hmm. and her style was so out there. It was just so different. And I turned to her, and I was just like, you know what? I like your style. We should be friends. I literally said it like that. Yeah. (laughs) And she was just like, okay, cool. So we really became friends. And the divine intervention and God, literally, like, two weeks later, a friend of mine who was a, um, she had a dance group, she asked if I would be interested in styling mm-hmm. her, um, her dance group, about 10 girls. Again, me not being a stylist, I'm like, I can't do this on my own. She was mm-hmm. like, well, you know, see who's interested. And I found that up. I'm like, oh, no, you and I, we don't to know each just want to know if you're interested in coming on the show. She was like, yeah, definitely, in my we didn't know much about styling. We knew about how to style ourselves. Right. We didn't have the money or anything. Like that So we asked the dancers to bring clothing. I think their theme was like gold and black. And we told them to bring gold and black. And they brought it to the shoot. So picture about, there's about 10 dancers. And three or four assistants and me and Sharona. So mm-hmm. all of us, so picture a room filled with suitcases and clothes just (laughs) yeah Yeah. and we had a certain amount of time to execute the shoot so we had to look at each outfit make sure that they all Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and the shoot turned out to be an amazing success and um a gentleman that was there turned to Sharona and I was like you guys work really well together Mm -hmm. you guys should be a stylist duo And that is basically how we got started, literally the day after we got started as a science duo and traveled to New York, Atlanta, we would go out to different parties in Toronto, make ourselves known there. And yeah, that was like 2003,
0: 2004. And yeah, the rest is history. history. Yeah. Oh my goodness. There is nothing like God's timing tell me about oh, it there's nothing like so, you, yeah. you remember the story in the bible when he used um was it moses and he has a speech impediment and he was the one leading the people out of the out of uh, pharaoh pharaoh's land
1: oh, she's always and the fact that he had a speech impediment yeah. and i have dyslexia it's
0: right? like <laughs> okay do you see It just works. There's, my gosh, God is so good. There's no one, there's no one, uh, nothing that he cannot use to fulfill his purpose. My goodness. Amen. Amen. Oh, I went to church. Yes, went to church. Yes, yes. (laughs) And and I love that, even though your message, like when it was all happening, you're like, no, I can't. But you're still doing it at the same time. So.
1: I, I was just like, no, there's a reason why this opportunity was brought to me. right? And I don't know what that reason is, but I'm going right. to figure it out. And at the end of the day, God gave me this gift, and it was to basically be this fashion guru, this fashion producer. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I thank God for the gift every day.
0: Absolutely. Because look at you now. I, I was just on Instagram and I saw the, the story you posted, your book to show, TV show. Yes. I was like, what girl? <laughs> so, just, yeah, dyslexia has yeah you're welcome dyslexia has not stopped you um when did you realize that um I think you said 21
1: yeah so I was 23 when 23 was, um,
0: okay diagnosed mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. was happening like surrounding your speech or your behavior to make you even look into something like that
1: Well, well here's the thing when I was school and also in high school I mm-hmm. always knew that I lo- learned differently. My mother right. knew that as well I yeah. also have a younger sister who when it came on to education she excelled like right. she was really really good at it yeah. and um, <clears throat> excuse me it's okay. um, my mom like for instance on,
0: oh, you on, cut out there on, for a second can you hear me? I can hear you now
1: Okay, cool. All right. So, yeah, um, when it came on to, like, multiplication and mm-hmm. so forth, um, mom would every night try to, like, test me on multiplication. Right. Test, like, two, two and so on and so on. She'd buy this huge poster mm-hmm. and have me try to memorize it. And the next day, I Oh, yes.
0: Oh, yes. <laughs> Very and, West Indian, yeah.
1: And um, <laughs> she'd have me memorize it. And the next day, I couldn't memorize it. She's just like, are you paying attention? Are you listening? Like, what's the issue? And right. it's really difficult for me. And um, unfortunately, with the education system, mm-hmm. when it comes to learning differences and so forth, unless it's yeah. a physical disability or a difference, mm-hmm. the teachers don't really know how to assess it. never do, but back then, if you didn't have like ADD, ADHD, or a physical disability, they had right. no idea what. Mm-hmm. so they just pretty much chopped it up as me being lazy as me not really paying it and when it came on to, like I was very shy mm-hmm. and I was this very cute young girl so a lot of the times the, the teachers would kind of just let me pass mm-hmm. because just like oh she's so sweet she's so nice we don't let her yeah. have her be behind so they right constantly with like a 50, a 55, when in actuality, it was doing more bad for me than good. Uh, High school, I skipped, I skipped high school, sorry, I skipped grade nine, maybe about 30 times, was suspended, Mm -hmm. got to grade 10, same thing. Um, When I got to grade 11, I was talking to a guidance counselor, and this is the time when you're supposed to apply for college and university, And um, the guidance counselor flat out told me that there was no hope for me and yes. that I would never get into high school. Sorry, I would never get into college and that I would never get into university. And that after I graduate, I should just go and find work. And if I was possibly interested in um, college, there was a program called General Arts and Science. Mm-hmm. And that's where I would find myself. Flat out told me that. Keep in mind that was basically a trap. Because
2: right.
1: I got into general arts and science at Seneca at, um, College and failed it because mm. general arts and science deals with math, English, and science. Right. Very math. It's, it's technically teachers or anybody that's trying to be a teacher usually takes general arts and science. I see. And for me, it just wasn't working well. And um, I took general arts and science, I failed it. I took international business, failed that. I was kicked out of Seneca College about three times. Keep in mind, I'm on OSAP. So right. we already know how that is. Yeah. And uh, after about the third or fourth try of being at Seneca, I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. It's done. It's over. And really pushed my styling career with Sharona. And um, in 2006 or seven, I decided to give college one more try and went to George Brown and got into the fashion management program. And something in me was just like, I want to help myself. I don't really know what's going on, but maybe it's something small. Maybe yeah, I am not paying well. attention. I don't know. I right. um, walked into a counselor's office and um, just basically told her how I was feeling, how I kind of see things, and more or less how I learn. Right. And she turned to me and said that I may be dyslexic, and I thought she was talking crap. <laughs> like, <laughs> I literally okay. thought she was talking crap. I'm like, right. there's no way. Like, I'm 23 years old. There's no work. Right. So um, the power of knowledge. Um, a lot of people don't know when you are in college or in mm-hmm. university and you feel that you have um, a learning difference. Yes. Um, and it could be anything. And you are on OSAP. Right. You can actually get tested for free. And Ooh. this is something. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is something doesn't say. Right. I don't necessarily know. Will change because now we have this at this moment. Right. Yeah, and, <laughs> and he's trying to change a lot of different things. Yeah, it's true. From uh, from when I was back then, um, and hopefully it's still a thing. If you're yeah. on OSEP and you feel that you have a learning difference, you can get tested for free. They will take care of it. Not a problem. And um, I got tested, and three weeks later, I found out that I had dyslexia. So. Um, mm-hmm. while I was in college, I received the tools to help me succeed, like writing in colored pens, because color is a huge stimulant, stimulate? right.
0: Yeah.
1: stimulates anybody's mind. Um, also highlighting my work, because with um, whenever I read, sometimes the words get a little jumbled, mm-hmm. as if it's blurry. And um, whenever I highlight my work, it, again, it's colors, it jumps up at me and I'm able to read properly. Right. So, um, listening to instrumentals whenever I study, because right. I'm, I'm very audio, and when it comes on to memory and repetition, mm-hmm. it helps me a lot. They say that repetition is the mother of skill, and it's huge for me. Right. <laughs> and um, yeah, I graduated with A's and B's after that. Um, I was nominated for the Victorian at George Brown. Yes, yes. Got an internship in New York, BET Television Network, and yeah yep just my. navigating with my
0: dyslexia oh my <laughs> just me and my yeah no oh my goodness and look at that I, I you just blew me away with your story <laughs> like I knew a little bit but I didn't know you know I obviously don't know the full details but my god look at you now <laughs> look at you now <laughs> I
1: know I know with a lot of the accomplishments that I've done, but it's God. It's all Him. It,
0: absolutely, him. yes. I, I would, I would 100% agree with you. What What advice would you give to um, a young woman, young girl, who happens to be dyslexic, sorry, dyslexic, like yourself, and who has a dream of working in the fashion industry? What What, what would you say to her, like a younger you? Uh-huh.
1: When I found out that I was dyslexic, I realized there are so many people in entertainment. And right, people that are. That are. Yeah. And I looked at those people and saw how great they are and how great they, like, how they, how amazing they are to able to navigate it. Like, mm-hmm. um, Whoopi Goldberg, she's dyslexic. Sir Richard Branson, the creator of Virgin, he is dyslexic. Um, oh, yeah? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Okay. Um, Muhammad Ali was dyslexic. Right. Uh, Steven Spielberg found out that he was dyslexic in his 40s so we are amongst amazing people and most people that are dyslexic are extremely creative we have that yeah I
0: can see that yeah (laughs) we have that extra little something that Mm -hmm. can take to it's like a secret sauce Uh, exactly
1: exactly (laughs) yes it is definitely that secret sauce. So to mm-hmm. that little girl or that woman or man or young man, um, just know that there are ways to navigate through it. Don't look at it as a negative, but uh, totally a positive because we have the advantage to see the world in a very different way. Mm-hmm. And just more or less educate people on Absolutely. dyslexia and other learning differences because society um, has this thing that if you have something, you are not normal. And to be very honest, there's no such thing as normal. Right. That's right. That's how I see it. Everybody's different. Everybody learns mm-hmm. differently and there's no right or wrong way. It's up to society to understand everybody's differences and to accept it.
0: And that's all there Absolutely. is. Absolutely. My goodness. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with me. If we, if we wanted to find you, if someone was looking out for you, if someone wanted to book you, where can they find you? Instagram, email, where can they find you?
1: I'm majority of the time I'm on Instagram. So that is Janielle McCoy. So J A N I E L L E McCoy. Did I say your name wrong? You know what's crazy? You did, but it's fine.
0: I'm <laughs> so sorry. Oh my God. I have such a unique name that I really pride myself on saying people's names I pro- have hard properly. Your name. <laughs> so can you please tell me your name. <laughs> okay, everyone, it's Janielle. Okay. Yes. Right. Okay. Yes. Go ahead. No, no, no.
1: It's totally fine. It's totally fine. Blame okay. <laughs> my mom. That's her. She, <laughs>
0: okay. yes, she cannot just name me Janelle. <laughs> <laughs> my bad. I, my goodness. My bad, girl.
1: <laughs> so yeah, it's um Janelle J A N I E L L E McCoy M C K O Y. Okay. Um, that's my Instagram and also JanelleMcCoy.com. Um, all of my majority of my past work is on there a little history about me is on there and mm-hmm. uh, if you wanted to get at me you can dm me on instagram or send me a message on my website
0: and yeah perfect are you on twitter or anything like that or you? you know what's
1: crazy my um my instagram is connected to my twitter i don't know if that is the case anymore because i don't mm-hmm. remember my twitter password <laughs> okay <laughs> but i mean if somebody hits me up on twitter i will see it because it comes straight to my email so yeah okay
0: Perfect, perfect. Okay. I just wanted to give someone the chance to get, get you on all angles, right? I appreciate <laughs> that. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with speak with me and congratulations. Oh, thank and, you. So uh, you're you're someone I've been uh peeping on Instagram. Oh. <laughs> and I'm so glad that um, you know, sometimes I find that my spirit connects with people through through the media through the devices so I'm yeah. so glad I, I finally got a chance to sit down and speak with you and have your story be told to inspire yes. some young girl or, or boy or whoever on uh, out there in the universe so thank you so much
1: of course I was just here <laughs> and I was just like you know what why not
0: <laughs> yes yeah, thank you because I know we we were as I said we were having some difficulties y'all trying to get her on so schedules <laughs> you know how it goes yes but thank yes. you so much
1: not a problem, and thank you for having me. Much appreciated, and continue doing all the amazing work. Oh,
0: thank you so much. I really appreciate that. You take care.
1: All right, bye bye. Bye.
0: Hey, hey, everyone. So we're here with Monique Smith, who is a tell the people who you are.
2: Um. So what I do is I'm a fashion influencer on Instagram, and I also like to do blogging um, and also a YouTuber.
0: Awesome. So Monique Smith has been killing the Instagram game. Everything's going. It's like fire. Let me have her tell you. Um, the last conversation we had, I remember you're like, oh, I want to I want to be doing and, and you know, YouTube more stuff. YouTube yeah. and things like that. Mm-hmm. So when did you like officially decide to rev it up?
2: Um, so what happened is like a couple of years ago, um, I saw that people were gaining more like they were getting money off instagram so i was like oh i should do that because i love instagram and taking photos um and i'm really into fashion too so um basically what i did is research um i went to a couple youtube videos um found out how people made money off of it and then i started to use their tips and their tricks and started that way too
0: awesome awesome so what have you learned from some of the YouTube videos? Because I'm sure there are people out there that want to be influencers. So tell, tell them. Give them a little knowledge. Yes. Um, <laughs>
2: so I have a lot of people that reach out to me too and ask, like, how do you grow your following? Um, what's the best tips and what you can, like, help us with? Um, so the main thing I would say is making sure you have good content, um, since I love posting fashion outfits, um, make sure I have like a good camera. I use my iPhone camera and I just make sure I edit it nice. And then, um, I would just take a picture of the outfit, um, use hashtags and also tag where the outfit's from. Um, so people can, you know, kind of see where the outfit's from and if they want to do something similar, they can kind of like take that, um, like outfit idea and kind of inspire them that way yeah um so content is the most important um consistency so making sure you post um like almost every day depending on your schedule Mm -hmm. um I kind of fell off a little bit and took a break for like one or two weeks but now I'm starting to post more pictures um also doing more videos as well um so showing people different outfits but also um like doing basically pictures and videos and doing more of my personality to kind of reach out to people more too
0: Awesome. Now, a lot of people want to become influencers because that's what you are.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And um, they want to know, how do you reach out to a brand? Like what what is the process?
2: Mm-hmm. So um, for reaching out to brands, I wasn't sure at first. So I kind of did my research on that. Um, and I found a couple of influencers that talked about it. Um, so you do want to make sure you email them directly. So I probably wouldn't. Um, slide in their DMs basically. I'd probably right. want to email them because yeah. more professional and they can actually see um, like you have a professional email so they're actually more likely to reach out to you. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just reach out, explain who you are, what you do and what you can provide for them as well. Um, so that's kind of what I did. I did get a couple of brands that did reach back to me and let me know like what their protocol with influences are. So if they some companies will tell you to like buy an item first oh, okay. and then you would do that or some companies actually will just send you free um items and then if you have a good following then you can um just take the picture and post it on
0: Did Bye. you do did you do like a pitch deck or is it just like a hi how are you type of email?
2: Um just a hi how are you type okay. of email. Yeah. A lot of people actually do media kits where they explain right. how yeah. much engagement they have and mm-hmm. different things like that. Um I haven't actually made one yet but that's my on my next. Um, that's on my list to do Mm -hmm. Um, but right now I'm just sending like a brief email just keeping it like kind of casual but professional and just explaining what I do and um, yeah that's pretty much it
0: so far (laughs) awesome yeah and she also uh, Monique Smith also models for her sister Kanique Smith um, accessory line give us some insight on that
2: yes so her brand is called Niche 6 so it's basically a handbag and crossbody um, company those bags are so cute I know right they're so (laughs) so nice I'm like can I have one yeah so basically she dropships them um, from I believe I'm not too sure. I think it's AliExpress. Okay. Um, so she buys the bags and then she resells them and she has like a website and her own Instagram too. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to check it out, it's called Niche Six. Um, and that's just the brand. Um, and what she's actually doing is reaching out to influencers and sending them the bags free of charge, and mm-hmm. then they just pose on them. So um her numbers are growing a lot too.
0: And so are yours. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. So if, okay, if someone wants to be an influencer and if Mm -hmm. someone wanted to reach out to you, Mm -hmm. what platforms are you on? We know you're on Instagram, but tell us like, you know, your handle.
2: Yes. So I also am on YouTube. I don't think I have a specific um, URL yet, but Mm -hmm. my name is Monique Smith. Or if you type in my Instagram, Monique double E Smith XO, then it should come up. Um, And then I recently got Twitter and I'm trying to use more Facebook too and just trying to like go on all platforms. But right now my main one is Instagram. Um, But it's really good to be on multiple platforms in case, you know, just to increase your numbers as well, too. Awesome. Mm -hmm.
0: Okay, everyone. So that's been Monique Smith letting us uh, in on her. her. (laughs) We're we're live with each other. So (laughs) a lot of jokes going on right now, but she is the one to watch. So look out for her, everyone. And we'll talk next time. Imagine being able to create your own schedule. Be free from the traffic world of the nine-to-five land. Imagine waking up and spending more time with your family. Imagine being able to start your business with little to no experience. Imagine being able to have all the resources you need to help you with that process. Well if this is something you want for yourself, your imagination can become your reality. Reach out to me at I am Koyeda on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And you can also email me at info at coyeta.com. and let's turn that dream into your reality. Your business is closer than you think. That was uh my sit down with Danielle McCoy and Miss Monique Smith. I hope you guys enjoyed listening. I hope you guys learned that there are no limits um in life to whatever your abilities are whatever your skill level is, whatever um beginner advanced there are no limits uh dyslexic um uh paraplegic like whatever your circumstances are um there are no limits do not put limits on yourself and try 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 thank you guys so much for listening i hope you guys uh, enjoyed this episode like love subscribe share i love hearing from you guys being coco b at gmail.com i am coyetta on instagram twitter and on facebook okay so again hope you guys enjoyed this episode stay tuned Take care. Bye-bye. Don't forget. Don't forget to like, comment, share. Everything you do matters to me. Everything you do matters to us. Everything you do counts. And so those things really keep this podcast going. So thank you all again and enjoy the rest of your day. Until next time.